Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Nation, what is up? What has happened? We are back. Apologize for last week. We had some things come up. Uh, it was unfortunate, but we are back again, and we plan to be here for the rest of the season and all of the playoffs as well. So this week we are on to week 17, and this week is going to be kind of interesting week because you have a couple teams that don't really have anything to play for, but then there's a lot of games with a lot of stuff on the line, playoff positioning, uh, teams trying to make it into the playoffs. So um, you know, I think this is a pretty solid week. I'm happy that this Titans game was not on the main, just mainly because of the players that, uh, you know, we were worried about not playing, even though this game has actually turned out to be pretty decent in terms of fantasy production. Um, but with this, this game, I think there's a few games that I think everybody's going to go to, right? The, the Bears and Lions game. It's in Detroit, Ford Field, the new Coors Field of the NFL here, where every single game this year has had a 60-plus point total on it or, or it's went over 60 plus points um, so far this season. And you know, th- this uh, it's, it's against the bears. It's one of the high, it's the highest total on the slate at 52. It's opened at a 48 and a half. It's already been uh, went up three and a half points from that, uh, from that time span. You also have the, the Packers game, which is up to a 48 opened up at a 44 and a half point total as well. And you know, then you have uh, some other teams that have some high uh, implied point totals this week, the chiefs who, I have the second highest implied point total at 28.75 against the Broncos at home. You had the 49ers on the road against the Raiders, who are going to be facing Jared Stidham at quarterback <laughs> uh, with a 20, almost a 26 implied point total. The Eagles will have to monitor with. Uh, it looks like uh, Jalen Hurts could possibly be back for this game. Uh, he did return to practice today. They're, play, they're facing off against the Saints. You have the Jaguars, who the game doesn't really matter for them because of uh, you know, it doesn't matter if they win or lose this game. They, they're they, 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 for them to get into the playoffs. It's next week against the Titans, so that that game doesn't really matter. But overall, like Maddie, where are you coming in on this slate? Like, do you think this is is there? Do you think there's you know some sneaky ways you could go, or do you do you feel like it's pretty straightforward for you? Um, I do think there's some sneaky ways you can go because I think there's a couple passing attacks that are could maybe go overlooked uh, that are actually relatively cheap. And something that, that I've noticed that, that it keeps, keeps winning tournaments this year is a cheap stack that explodes. So like think back a couple of weeks ago when Dallas and Jacksonville played Trevor Lawrence was free. You pair him with Zay Jones, who was also free that, that stack combines for 70 points right there. And you, you're able to fit in with the cheap stacks. You're able to fit in all the studs that are on the slate. It's like you could have played, you know, CD Lamb on the other side of that game. You could have played um, Justin Jefferson that week or Tyree Killer, whoever the big stud wide receiver was, along with the stack that went off. So I think there's a couple stacks that are cheap like that. And yes, Jared Goff is cheap, but I mean, if, if you're playing Jared Goff, you have to play Amon Ra with him. 
and Amon Ra is not cheap at all. He's almost 8K, 7.8. So that's not a free stack necessarily. Um, there are free pieces to the Lions, like DeAndre Swift at 5.3K if Jamal Williams were to be out, um, which he's been you know questionable with an injury. Uh, DeAndre Swift would definitely be a lock against Chicago, who does not play defense, run or pass. Um, Chark is cheap, and golf can always throw you know a bomb touchdown to Jamison Williams. So there are some cheap pieces on the Lions, but really the main main guy you would pair with golf is Amon Ra, and he's not cheap. So you know that makes me think, okay, well if I want to play you know these guys like Justin Jefferson or maybe Tyree Kill or Christian McCaffrey um, or even Travis Kelsey, it's like, well. I need to find, you know, some, some cheap stacks that I can fit these, these stud players with. And you look at, it's, it's, it sounds really disgusting, but you look at Carson Wentz, who's going to get the start this week for Washington and the Cleveland Browns are not, they're not a great defense. Um, And we've seen Carson Wentz, you know, yes, he's looked bad, but he's also, he's been like a Jameis Winston kind of where he can put up fantasy production. And outside of Terry McLaurin, uh, when Carson Wentz was playing in the early part of the year, he was throwing touchdowns to Dotson almost every week. Curtis Samuel was heavily, heavily involved, and those guys are 4.6K and 4.4K. So Carson Wentz at 5.1, Dotson at 4.6, and Samuel at 4.4. That is an absolute free stack that you can run, and you can even run it back on the other side with uh, a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones, who has seen a 12-target game under with Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's 4.7. So now all of a sudden, if that Washington Browns game in, just ends up like 27 to 24, you have a, a massive game stack there that is absolutely free. So, yes, it's it's one of the lower total games of the week, but I still think, you know, we could see some some decent um, fantasy production on, on both sides of the ball there. Um, so I think that's an interesting one. And then the other one I want to uh, mention is the Green Bay-Minnesota game. Um I think, you know, everybody's going to be on, you know, Cousins and Jefferson and all these guys that have been been doing well. And Rodgers hasn't really had a good game yet this year from a fantasy perspective. Um, but if there was ever a time, you know, he's a three and a half point favorite at home. Second highest total game of the week. Minnesota is a pass funnel defense. We've targeted Minnesota with QBs all year. I mean, hell, even Mac Jones shredded them on what Thanksgiving slate. Um, so it's it's a spot where QBs that don't necessarily crush can crush Minnesota and um, Aaron Jones is banged up. He's dealing with a shin injury and yes, he's going to be playing, but they've been limiting his touches and he hasn't been playing his full complement of snaps. And so if, if they can't really get anything going on the ground, I, I I'm guessing Christian Watson's going to be out. So, I mean, again, it goes back to a cheap stack. Lazard's only 5.5 K Dobbs is 4.7. Um, and you can, re- you can load up this green Bay passing attack with Rogers Lazard and Dobbs for free. And you've got the the easy run back on the other side and Justin Jefferson. So, or even Dalvin Cook, because Green Bay can't stop a nosebleed on the ground. So, uh, yeah, I think there's really interesting ways to go on this slate outside of just Jared Goff, um, who's obviously, I mean, Goff is, is yes, the best best QB play on the slate. But um, if you're looking to be different in tournaments, I definitely think there's other ways to go. Uh, yeah, I agree. And Walido, appreciate the super chat. DJ Nation, happy to see you back. And Walido, uh, I'm gonna need somebody for the Sunday show. Are you down? You wanna you wanna jump on the Sunday show uh, with us uh, with me? I should say. Uh, Cody is out. He is uh, out of town. Just uh, thought I would ask. I meant to DM you, but uh, you're here, so I figured I'd ask. Um, anyways, uh, so for me, uh, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think Aaron Rodgers is a fantastic play at 6K. 
Um, the, the, it's really pretty easy to, you know, stack with him. And if, if actually, I think it helps with having Watson out because it's a little bit less consolidated of, a, of or it's a little bit more consolidated, narrow uh, path to targets for Lazard. I think it's better for Lazard to Christian Watson to be out. And then Dobbs has, has also been pretty heavily involved. So I think it's pretty easy to get there. Then you just run it back with, you know, Jefferson or, or Hawkinson for that matter. Um, I do agree, obviously, that I don't have to go into Jared Goff. He's such an easy person to talk about. I think Mike White is a, an incredible play at $5,400. I think, you know, you can sack him with Garrett Wilson. You can sack him with Elijah Moore. Uh, this offense is so much better with Mike White. And Seattle's pass defense has not been very good um, this year. They are currently 20th. In, uh, over the last four games, they are 20th in pass DVOA on the season. So I do like Mike White quite a bit here for the Jets. They are a team that's fighting for the playoffs. They definitely have something to play for. And so for that matter, are the Seahawks, I guess, trying to kind of hold on here um, uh, to, to get into a playoff spot there as well. So I do think that Mike White at $5,400 is a place you can get a little bit different. Um, I like him. Um, and then I, I do think that Tom Brady – like. like I, I, I guess I'm just going to keep chasing it because I like to burn my money, I guess. Um, <laughs> because it sets up for an incredible matchup. And really, this this is kind of for the playoffs for them, uh, for both these teams. Because uh, whoever wins this is going to be in first in the division. And so this is kind of a playoff game here. And, you know, over the last four games, both of these pass offense or pass defenses have been dreadful. Over the past four games, Tampa Bay ranks 28th in pass DVOA. And the Carolina Panthers have, have been uh, 29th in pass DVOA. On the flip side... Uh, it's complete pass funnels because they are uh, elite against the run. The Panthers are number two in rush DVOA over the last four games, and the Pan or the uh, Bucks are ninth in uh, pass or rush DVOA over the last four weeks. And so, I, I think that uh, this is a spot where you can see a lot of passing here uh, for both these teams. And I think it's an easy run back uh, for me. I think you look at Tom Brady, you could go with Godwin, you could go with Kate Otten, you could go with one of the running backs. I think, I mean, you look at uh, Leonard Fournette last week, saw 10 targets in that game against the Cardinals. And, you know, I think if you want to, then you run it back with DJ Moore. And, you know, DJ Moore is, has a great chemistry with, uh, with Sam Darnold. I can't play Sam Darnold. So, but if you want to play Tom Brady at $6,100, he's going to carry no ownership. Um, I get it. Like he's been. He's been bad. Like we keep chasing him and chasing him and chasing him and hoping it's going to play out. And it just really hasn't got there uh, for the most part. I mean, his best game of the year came week four against the the, the Chiefs. He did have 23 uh, a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati and that uh, ugly game with all those turnovers that he had. But um, I do think in this spot, you know, at home, a game that is likely, uh, you know, like I said, it's a playoff game. Basically, uh, who wins this is going to be in first place. Um, and, and so. I but if you want to get a little bit different, I, th I think Tom Brady is something you could look at, and then I really want to play Trevor Lawrence. It just worries me that they just don't have anything to play for. I, mean, I know Doug Peterson came out today and said that they're not they're not resting anybody, that every game matters, and all this stuff. But who knows? Is that coach speak? Is that just him talking? Um, because whether they win this or not it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, they have to win next week, and so how much are they going to be putting their guys in the line? Because Trevor Lawrence has been elite really since kind of like Thanksgiving, right? That, that right around Thanksgiving over the last month, month and a half of the season. I mean, he has games over his last, you know, last five weeks of 28, 16, 36, 31, and 20 against the Jets. And so, but he's he's a great play, but like it's tough to trust them because are they going to really push it in this game when, when they don't really have to do a whole lot? You don't want to lose somebody 
to get hurt, you know, much like we've seen the Titans do this week and just uh, say, hey, we're going to view this as a bye week for a lot of our players. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, $6,200. He's, you know, a guy you can stack with Zay Jones. You can stack with Evan Ingram. You can stack him with, you know, really, if you wanted to put Travis Etienne in that stack, you could do that as well. Um, but he is risky because of that. Um, as far as pay-up options, like, I, I definitely think, you know, Pat Mahomes is always in play just because of his incredible ceiling that, or incredible floor that he provides. I mean, he's really, I think, outside of two weeks all year, he's scored less than, uh, you know, 19 fantasy points. Uh, pretty much he's been above 20 every single week, but he is expensive. He's $8,100, or excuse me, $8,500 for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we saw this game play out a few weeks ago, and it was a high-scoring affair. Uh, in that game against the against the Denver Broncos, but he still only put up 25 in that game. Um, so I think you could do that, but I Jalen Hurts could be the interesting one if he actually plays this week because he actually came back to a limited practice. Uh, he's $8,300 at home against the Saints. Um, now, if well, it's not looking like it. I mean, the Cowboys are going to win this. Uh, looks like pretty uh, likely win this game, so it's not really going to matter. So they're going to have to win this week to really lock up everything that they want to lock up. And I guess they could still lose it to the Vikings. The Vikings would have went out, uh, but they, they basically have a two game lead because they have the tiebreaker over the Vikings. So um, I would assume that basically, yeah, basically the, the Eagles would have to lose the next two and the Vikings would have to win out. I think for them to take a, take take that over. But overall, I think when it comes down to who I'm going to play the most, I'm definitely going to stack up this, this bears game, but do you have any interest in Justin Fields on the other side of that game, considering how high of a ceiling that man has? No, I think I'm because if that game goes nuclear, uh, it's golf is going to be a big reason why. Um, on the other side, and he's much cheaper. And I mean, I just, I just paying down at QB has just been the move all year outside of like a week or two where Hertz and, and Fields and these guys, these running QBs have absolutely smashed. But the lines have really shored up their, their run defense recently. And, and I know the running mobile QB is a little bit different than just defending the running game. But I don't know. I just feel like I feel like that massive ceiling that we saw from Fields for that, you know, what, two-game stretch has come down a little bit because they've been a little more careful with with letting him just run all over the place uh, after he got hurt. So, but, I mean, there's still upside there for the Bears to to be able to do do things through the air, especially, like, I mean, if, you're, if you are stacking Detroit, I do like running, like, Komet as a run back or something like that. I mean, so I definitely have interest in, in the, the Chicago side because you have to from a game game sack perspective, but yeah, it's. Oh, I'm just saying, because the last time we saw these two teams play, um, and this was in Chicago as well. Uh, he put up 43 in that game and he rushed for 147 yards because the Lions haven't been good against, against running quarterbacks. Like running quarterbacks have absolutely yeah. annihilated them. Yeah. It's been the it, running. It back. Is, it's because they play a lot of man coverage. And so man yes. coverage results in, you know, your d- defenders turn their backs to the QB and just man on the, on the wide receiver. And it allows the, the QB to be able to get out of the pocket and do whatever they want to do pretty much. But the thing with fields is, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball a lot ever like you know like he's not gonna go out there and throw for 300 yards like this is not his thing um, yeah my thing is 8k i mean he has to get you 36 plus i mean because you're you're essentially looking for 4x for to hit like tournament winning value because that puts you at on a 200 point pace so i mean at, at 8k i mean you're gonna need the 36 to 40 point game from him for him to be you know worth getting that 
So, I mean, if he gets you 28, 29, 30, you can probably get 25, 26, 27 from a cheaper QB this week. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely like, look, if he runs for, for 140 again, that's 17 points right there on the ground. Now, let's say he throws for just two touchdowns. Now you're at 25 already without even adding in any yardage from passing. And then if he has a rushing TD, so let's say he throws for, let's say he throws for 150. There's six more. You're at 31 and he has a rushing TD. That's 37. I mean, it's definitely possible. He can get you there, but he, I mean, he, he pretty much has to run for, definitely has to run for over hundred yards. If he gets you 80, it's not good enough. He's cause he's not going to, he's not going to throw for almost 300 and, you know, three touchdowns. So it's, I mean, he's definitely playable. And if he's going to come in low owned, I mean, I definitely have interest. I mean, I agree. I just, I just think the ceiling is is incredible with him. Um, but he is expensive. It's not like you know before where he was a little bit cheaper. Like in that Lions game, week ten, he was sixty five hundred dollars. A little bit easier to swallow. I mean, when than, you like when you think about it, now that I think, like just looking through the names, like on this slate, can Mahomes break the slate anytime? Yeah, is he likely to do it at home against Denver? No, because they're not likely to push him like they were able to do in Denver. Jalen Hurts is playing. If he plays, he's playing hurt. Um, I mean, he still has a ceiling, but like, how much rushing upside do we see with a, like a separated shoulder that he's dealing with? Um, Fields has a monster. He definitely has forty plus ceiling. Herbert consistently gets you twenty five. Doesn't have a forty point ceiling. Two is not playing. Cousins, no, doesn't have that ceiling. Lawrence, maybe, but like you said, like how how much are they going to really want to push against Houston? Brady, no. Rodgers, no. Geno, no. Deshaun Watson, no. It's like Fields might be the only guy that can put the slate out of reach at QB. So while the path to doing it is is slit, like narrow, like there's only one way he can do it, and that's for running for 150. I mean, it, it's definitely possible, especially considering the style of defense that Detroit plays. Yeah, I like the call. I mean, I I didn't really think of it in depth before we hopped on, but yeah, I, the more I think about it, I, I do, I definitely do like fields at 79. I've just narrowed, I narrowed in on the cheap QBs and didn't even really consider them till now. Well, so, and we'll jump over here in a second. Cause I do think there's actually a lot of value at, at running back this week. There's a couple of guys that I'm in love with. Um, but overall, like I agree. I think there's a few guys in the, in the sub six K range that I really like. Um, I already talked about Mike White. It's Mike White and Nick er, and Jared Goff. I think those are the two that stand out the most to me. Like maybe you could make an argument for a couple others. You know, even Russell Wilson, who had his best game against the Chiefs, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and uh, really would have been even better had he not got hurt right there at the end of the game. But I'm not doing that. Uh, so uh, I think that Mike White and Jared Goff make the most sense down there in the six K range. It is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I think, uh, maybe a little bit of Kirk Cousins. And then if I'm paying up, I think it's Justin Fields. I agree with everything you said about Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's likely he's not going to go nuclear against the the, the Broncos. They're not going to push him to that level uh, to have to be able to do that. And so I don't think you see that from Patrick Mahomes. I think you see them kind of what they've kind of been doing is kind of coasting and, you know, they're putting up enough points to beat you. And who knows what to expect. This Broncos team looks pretty fractured at this point. Uh, of where they stand on things. But overall, uh, I think that's kind of where I stand. Like Herbert, I just can't, I'm, I'm just not going to play him. They really have nothing to play for. They've got the division, or not the division, they have the playoffs locked up. 
They're playing the Rams. Rams defense has been really good this year. Um, they've actually kept them in games. It's just I, I don't see any reason to play the the Chargers here in that matchup. And so other than that, like I just don't see any any path for these other games. Like I think the games that I I do like the most are the kind of the games that we've already talked about. You know, the Lions game, the Bears. The you know, and I think that just gets different. If if the if the Lions, I think is going to be super chalky. Jared Goff is going to be incredibly chalky. He is fifty six hundred dollars. Everybody's going to go to Jared Goff, and I don't think really a lot of people are going to go to um to Justin Fields. So I just think that's pretty good leverage off of you know, and still getting a lot of access to that game. I think you you can still run obviously Amonrase Brown and DJ Chark. You can game stack it without you know going you know going golf. But I think it's just an, uh, a different path of, of getting different. So if I'm paying up, I'm going to pay up for Justin Fields. I agree. All right, let's go ahead and jump over to running backs. And like I talked about, one, Christian McCaffrey, 9K. When the first thing came out, I was like, oh, my goodness. They're facing the Raiders. The Raiders are terrible. And uh, Christian McCaffrey could go absolutely nuclear. But I don't know if they're really going to do that now because there's Jarrett Stidham playing at quarterback. Like, there's just not a whole lot there that's going to push the 49ers. And so does Christian McCaffrey get this huge workload? I don't think so. We've um, we've seen we've seen San Francisco kind of take the reins, like pull the reins back a little bit on him when they play with a huge lead. Like they'll involve the second, second, third string running backs easily if they're yes. up by multiple scores. And I mean, you have to think San Francisco has the best defense in the NFL facing a backup QB now. It's like, I mean, realistically, the game. I just don't see how that game stays close. I don't either. And so it's, it's, I just can't, I, what I did like from him now, I just, uh, I, I don't have the same kind of interest. And then you have $8,500 Austin, Austin Eckler. Uh, Saquon Barkley is 8K. Josh Jacobs is $7,400. Uh, Nick Chubb is 73. James Conner is $7,200. We'll talk about that. Uh, Aaron Jones is 71. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is too cheap at 7K. Uh, $6,900 David Montgomery. Get all the way the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> no shot in hell. Uh, $6,900 Alvin Kamara. And then it, the rest of the 6K running backs are Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, Cam Akers, and Jarek McKinnon wraps up the 6K. So if you're paying up here in this range, 6K and above, who are you, who are you looking at? Yeah, I have the same McCaffrey concerns that, that you do. Um, I think Connor's interesting, assuming... Uh, well, it, honestly, it doesn't even matter who plays QB, but Atlanta's been horrible against running backs. Uh, but assuming he plays, I think he's just been out with an illness this week from practice. So uh, Connor is definitely interesting at seven two. I just don't know what. I just don't know if he has a ceiling to burn me, but I mean, he's he's heavily involved in the pass game now with these backup quarterbacks that just dump it off to him, and he's got all the touchdown equity in the world when they get in close because Kyler Murray's not there to steal it. So um, Connor's definitely interesting at seven two versus Atlanta. Dalvin Cook is absolutely in play against Green Bay. Green Bay can't stop anything on the ground. Um, so if you're not playing Justin Jefferson, I definitely would would consider Dalvin Cook. Um, ETN, 6.4K against Houston is absolutely in play. Uh, like you said, that maybe they could mix in Jamichael Hasty a little bit more, but uh, it's definitely a game they they need to win uh, because unlike Tennessee, there's, there's like a 6% chance or whatever that Jacksonville could – get in with a win this week and a loss next week. So like I, they have to have, you know, all the scenarios have to fall their way, but I mean, it is there. And like, if they just folded this game because they were playing for week 18 and then all that scenarios happened, 
and all they had to do was beat Houston to get in the playoffs. Uh, like they would like, that would just be the worst thing in the world. So I don't think they're going to take this game, you know, lightly. Uh, I think they do, you know, maybe they take it lightly if they get up by three or four scores, but once they do that, I mean, Travis, Travis Etienne is probably a, a big reason that that happens. So I think Etienne's safer um, is a better play than, than the passing game here. Um, so I definitely like him at 6.4 K. I don't know if I'm going to chase the Cam Akers game from last week or not. I mean, it's a, it's an incredible matchup against the Chargers, but uh, he has no pass game involvement. So, I mean, he has to run for 100-plus in two scores to 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 reach tournament value. So, um, he's definitely in consideration. I just don't know that I'm going to end up there. And then McKinnon. Um, I'll continue to have interest in McKinnon. He's, he's going to continue to be the pass-catching running back. Uh, he just nuked Denver a couple weeks ago. Now gets the same exact matchup. And Denver has been shredded by running backs uh, the last few weeks. And Cam Akers just did it to them uh, on Christmas. So um, he's definitely in play. Sliding down the list. DeAndre Swift at 5.3K. I absolutely have interest in him uh, at home against Chicago, especially if Jamal Williams is out. But even if he's not out, I do I definitely still like DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's He's still being involved. Uh, like five targets, nine targets, four targets, six targets the last four weeks. The carries haven't been there. Um, but I mean, he's he's still on the field and he's actually out-touched Jamal Williams in the red zone. So he's getting high value touches too. And this is a really good matchup against Sh- Chicago at home. So I really like DeAndre Swift and I think people could end up off of him this week just because of, you know, he hasn't really had a ceiling. But if there was ever a spot, it's definitely this one. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. is interesting at home against Cleveland. Cleveland is another run defense that that just cannot um, stop anything. And Antonio Gibson hasn't been practicing this week, so if he were to be out, uh, then Gibson or Robinson Jr. is going to get all the run that he can handle, especially pass game work. So um, I would really like him at five point two k in that game. Uh, the Jets running backs, uh, Bam Knight. He's definitely in play at 5.1K. Seattle is just a funnel to to pass catching running backs and tight ends. Um, so so Knight is has been the lead guy in New York, and I expect that to continue. Uh, so he is uh he is definitely somebody uh that needs to be in consideration this week as well. And I'm seeing if I missed anyone. Oh, uh Allgaier for Atlanta. He's taken over as the as the lead back there in Atlanta. 18 carries and five targets last week. He's 5.3K. So I've interest in him as well at home against Arizona. So there's a lot of good running backs to play this week. And I don't think you need to pay up for McCaffrey. I'd rather pay up for, for like Justin Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you highlighted over some of the, the guys that I really want to talk about. First I want to talk about is James Connor. He is an elite play in my book at, at his price, at his price point. He is uh, $7,200. He's on the cheaper side of the, you know, the upper tier guys. And he has just been elite, uh, really, over the past like month, month and a half of the season. He has played very well uh, in recent weeks. Uh, he is uh, overall since week ten. He is tenth in attempts. He is twelfth in rushing yards, but he is seventh in targets, fifteenth in receiving yards per game, and he's also first among all running backs 
over that same span in terms of touchdowns. Uh, he is 22nd yards after contact per attempt. Atlanta is very, is not good against the run. They were 23rd in rush DVOA. They allow the eighth most rushing yards and the 15th most touchdowns. And they allow the uh, 11th most schedule adjusted PPR points to running backs on the season. James Conner has played 90 plus percent of the snaps in almost every single week since week 10. He is that backfield. Colt McCoy being back also helps a little bit better uh, uh, option there at quarterback. But James Conner is just getting all the touches. He's $7,200. Uh, he has become the engine of the, that offense. He is going to be involved in the passing game, so there's no concern there. Um, and so James Conner, I think, is an excellent spot at $7,200. Um, as far as the cheaper running backs, Tyler Algier was the other guy that I was going to talk about. I am likely going to play a massive amount of Tyler Algier as well. Um, I know it's you know in that same game, but the last two games for Tyler Algier, he is seven, 17 carries, or he is averaging 17 carries per game, 128 total yards, three receptions per game, one touchdown, and he's averaging 19.5 PPR points per game over that span. Um, and he's also sixth in yards after contact per attempt on the season. He's third over the last four games. Uh, Arizona has been really bad against the run. 25th in rush DVOA. They allow the fifth most receiving yards and the fifth most uh, receptions, ninth most touchdowns, and the most schedule-adjusted PPR points per game to running backs. So Tyler Algier, like you said, he has taken over at this backfield, and a lot of it has to do with Caleb Huntley. He went to IR, so he is out of the way. And then uh, Cordero Patterson has just kind of been a bum. Uh, for the most part this year, and they're finally feeding Tyler Algier in a game that I'm not worried about, you know, them falling behind or, you know, the Arizona is just going to throttle them or anything like that. And so Tyler Algier at his at his current price at $5,300, considering his role, he played almost 60% of the snaps last week as well. It's just a really, really good spot for Tyler Algier. So if I'm going to pay down at running back, it's going to be at to Tyler Algier. And I, and I think it, it's going to align for him in a great spot uh, here against the Arizona Cardinals. So I love Tyler Algier this week as a play. I think you can play Leonard Fournette at $5,600. We saw him kind of take back over this lead back. And this with this being kind of a playoff game, I think he gets a lot of run. He, last week he saw 20 uh, carries. He also was targeted 10 times in that game. He had, That's kind of been his bread and butter this year is the passing game. He only has 640 rushing yards on a, almost uh, 180 attempts, but he has 400 receiving yards on the year. I mean, for this receiving uh, opportunity has really what's what's kind of ma uh, made him go. And again, this is a, a not a great matchup on the ground, but I do expect him to see a lot of targets. Uh, so $5,600 Leonard Fournette, I think uh, we, can look, we can look there. I agree with the Jarek McKinnon call. Uh, Travis Etienne would make a lot of sense, but I just don't know. It makes me a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit hesitant. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week nine, uh, but uh, he is seeing a lot of touches per, uh, you know, um, over the last two weeks. He is uh, handling 23 touches per game, averaging 93 total yards. He, again, he just hasn't scored a touchdown. But the one thing I'll say is Houston's run defense has been better the last four games. They, they are actually 16th in rush DVOA over the last four games. Not great. But they have, they have gotten a little bit better, although they did just allow over 100 yards and two touchdowns to uh, Derrick Henry. But that's kind of what Derrick Henry does to most people. But um, So if you want to go there, I don't hate it, but it just worries me a little bit with Travis Etienne and Houston. And you know, playing Houston, again, game not really mattering. Do you see more Jermichael Hasty, uh, depending on how the game goes? So 
I think for me, my favorite plays is going to be James Conner. I do have interest in Saquon Barkley as well. This is, uh, you know, the Giants need this game. Indianapolis looks just like they are just, just toast at this point. But Saquon Barkley, if I wanted to pay up in the top range, it would be Saquon. But I don't doubt I'd get there. It would probably be James Conner. It's going to be Dalvin Cook. It's going to be, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, Jarek McKinnon if I'm playing him in a stack or something like that. And then it's going to be, like I said, Tyler Algier down here at the bottom. I do think Zonovan Knight is interesting uh, in terms of just overall because if you look at his numbers the last two games, he's been terrible. He's been god-awful the last two games. But that was also with Zach Wilson under center for uh, for some of that. And Zach Wilson, we know, is terrible. And uh, Mike White likes to pepper the the running back position. Uh, if you look at Zonovan Knight the last two weeks, he has scored a whopping two each of the last two weeks, two DK points. But previous to that, uh, he has been much better. And that was with Mike White. And like you mentioned, Seattle ranks fourth in uh, rushing yards allowed. They've got the fifth most rushing touchdowns, the seventh most receptions, and the third most receiving yards. And they have also allowed the third most schedule adjusted PPR points to running backs. So this is a very good matchup for a running back here in this spot, like you kind of mentioned. And, uh, you know, Zonovan Knight is only $5,100. So if you want to pay down further than that, I do agree with that. And then Brian Robinson, 100% agree on that call as well. Uh, Cleveland has been really bad against running backs. Like you mentioned, they are 30th in rush DVOA, 7th most rushing yards, 3rd most rushing touchdowns, and the 5th most schedule adjusted PPR points to the position. So, and you have Brian Robinson. And I actually, this would be really good news if Antonio Gibson would be out, because then I think you could expect him to be a little bit more involved in the passing game as well. Uh, he's mm-hmm. just not somebody who does that. He averages one target per game. But without Antonio Gibson out there, I think then you could look to somebody like Brian Robinson to see a little bit more target share. But he's still seeing 16 carries per game in this matchup. So um, I do think Brian Robinson would also make a lot of sense, especially if Antonio Gibson were to be out. I agree. So for me, that that's what I'm kind of doing at running back this week. Those are the guys that I like. I really like the most. You know, I mean, you know, there might be a few other options. Like I've kind of like sniffed around AJ Dillon a little bit, but it feels a little like I I, I don't love it. Um, he's his his touches have kind of been the same, but he's the problem has been or not the problem. The good news has been he's finally scoring touchdowns because before that, before. Uh, week 12, you, you had to go all the way back to week one for him to score a touchdown. Like he had just, but the, the production hasn't really changed all that much um, in terms of how many touches he's seeing. He's still averaging right around 14 carries per game. He's seeing roughly around three targets per game, but it is a decent matchup against Minnesota. He's only $5,800 and this game at home and, you know, in Lambeau feels kind of like a, maybe like an AJ Dillon type of game, but I just I'm not going to trust it in a matchup against Minnesota. Uh, Fifty eight hundred dollars. It just feels a little bit too uh, too narrow for me. Um, and then Cam Akers. I think there's going to be a lot of interest. A lot of people are going to chase uh, Cam Akers after what he just did last week. And Cam Akers has been good. And it wasn't just last week that Cam Akers has been good. Like he's actually been been playing pretty well uh, over the last few weeks of the season. Anyways, like if you look um, over the last four games, he is. Uh, sixth in rushing yards, eighth in carries, but he's just not utilized at all in the passing game. But he is, um, he has scored the most rushing touchdowns with six uh, over the last four games as well. But he he's thirty second in targets and twenty one twenty uh, first reception among running backs. But much like I was talking about with the Texans, uh, even though the Chargers are twenty eighth in rush DVOA on the year, they're actually seventeenth in rush DVOA of the last four games. They have gotten better against the run. 
Um, and they are starting to get a little bit better there. And we, sh- we should see Joey Bosa actually return for this game as well, which is going to help that defense even more, Cleo Mack. And so I just don't know if I can trust Cam Akers in this spot here, and especially because he's so limited in terms of pass catching upside. I don't think he, I think that's a little bit more Kyron Williams. The game script has really gone in their favor recently. I think that's helped Cam Akers and being able to put up the points that he has because they've pretty much been in every single game they played, which is what's helped him you know, kind of become a little bit more fantasy relevant. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I mean, we keep it trying to attack these, you know, run defenses that we said have been the worst in the NFL, but it seems like the past couple of weeks it just hasn't worked out. Like, I remember, I mean, Nick Chubb didn't even do anything against the Texans a couple of weeks ago, and it's like that was, my, that was the first signal to me, you know, that maybe we shouldn't just be jamming in these guys against the Texans anymore um, when a guy like Nick Chubb can't even can't even get going, so. Um, yeah, I think recent production is, is big, uh, once we get down here to the, to the end of the year. So for me, that's kind of the running backs that I have interested in. Is there anybody else that you, uh, want to talk about? No, I think we covered most of them. I mean, there's a good chunk of them this week, but I think we covered them all. Yeah. All right. Definitely, definitely more running backs than passing attacks to play this week. Yeah. Low low total games. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So let's talk about the wide receivers. You have Justin Jefferson at $9,500, and I'm not entirely sure that's that, that, is, uh, that might still not be more expensive <laughs> enough for how insane he's been, especially recently. Yeah. Uh, you have Tyree Kill at $8,900. Devontae Adams, I'm not playing with Jarrett Stidham. I'm like, if he burns me, he burns me. But I'm not doing that, especially against the 49ers at $8,500. A.J. Brown is $79. Uh, Amon Rossi Brown is $78. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Waddle, and Devonta Smith, and Keenan Allen wrap up the 7K range. And then the 6K range is DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, uh, Tyler Lockett. Looks like he's going to return. Mike Evans, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Chris Olave, who looks like he should return this week, Terry McLaurin, and Christian Kirk. And yeah, that's it. So if you're paying up a wide receiver, where where are you looking to go? Oh, it, it has to be Justin Jefferson. 
Uh, like you said, I'm not, I'm not sure 9.5K is enough for, for what he's been doing this year. I mean, he's pretty much what Cooper Cup was last year, just regularly scoring uh, 30 to 35 points, and so, some weeks are in the 40s. So um, and it's funny, his, his biggest DK score on the year, it was against Green Bay in week one, where he had a 9 for 184 and 2. And uh, Jari Alexander this week came out and said that, that that was a fluke, that J. Jeff put up those numbers against them and that, that won't happen this week. So I'm sure Justin Jefferson has that stapled on the bulletin board in the locker room uh, that, that the green Bay guys are saying that, that his production in week one was a fluke. So uh, yeah, I really like him at 95. Um, I think people are going to shy away from Tyree kill at 89 with a backup quarterback, but in the two games that, that Teddy Bridgewater played as the main QB um, was against Cincinnati and Minnesota. Tyreek had 14 and 15 targets in those two games, went for 160 and 177 yards. He just didn't have any touchdowns, but he still scored 29 and 33 DK points. So a man, man heavy Patriots team, do not be afraid to play Tyreek Hill because Teddy Bridgewater is going to look at him over and over and over and over again. Uh, and he's 8.9 K. So I am not opposed to playing Tyreek Hill at all this week. Um, I'm not playing Devontae Adams with Stidham at QB. Uh, the Eagles guys, if Jalen Hurts plays, even if he doesn't play, I think the Eagles guys are interesting. I mean, Minshew, Minshew is more than serviceable as a QB. Um, and if they're going to go overlooked, they're at home. Uh, and that game that game kind of could turn into a little bit of a shootout, I think. We didn't, we didn't talk about Andy Dalton, but Kamara might not play this week. He's been kind of like out of practice for personal reasons, and it seems like he's just kind of checked out from the team. Um, it's like there's like – very you know there's no no good reason as to why he's missing practice is is the the vibe that i'm getting so it's like you know i i don't know i I just get the feeling he may not play this week and so if that's the case i mean you get the ghost of david johnson as as rb2 it becomes rb1 because mark ingram i'm pretty sure is out still um and i wouldn't play david johnson necessarily but the eagles are dealing with some injuries on in their secondary now and dallas just hung 40 on them and it was mainly because of the past game. And I mean, I I know New Orleans is on the road, but all you're asking for, if you were to play, you know, like a Jalen Hurts or AJ Brown or a Devontae Smith, all you're asking for is the Saints be able to keep up. And I think Andy Dalton could, you know, keep up a little bit with the the Philly offense um through the air because of those injuries that Philly has in the secondary now. Uh and they they may get Chris Olave back, who would be an explo- explosive piece to that pass attack. And again, if they don't have Kamara and they have to run the ghost of David Johnson, I mean, that just leans more into to pass game production. So I think that game is kind of sneaky. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't just write off these Philly wide receivers. I guess is a long way to say that. Um, I think Amon Ra at seven point eight is too cheap against Chicago. If if Detroit is going to have success through the air, it's always because of Amon Ra. Um, I think golf just hits his ceiling uh, with the guys like DJ Chark when he can hit those long, long, deep touchdowns or long passes down the field. So that's how he picks up chunk yardage and gets to the 350 or 400 yard uh, totals. But if you're not, even if you're not playing golf, I'm going to rock and still hit a ceiling without golf hitting a ceiling. So, cause he's so heavily involved in the, in the reception category. So um, definitely like him. Uh, Jalen Waddle saw decent production with, with Teddy Bridgewater as well. Uh, in that Minnesota game that Teddy played, he had 10 targets, caught six of them for 129, put up 21 DK points. Um, so, and he did not play, 
or he did play the Cincinnati game. He had a down game in that Cincinnati game, but he did have one good game with Teddy. So I wouldn't write off Waddle either. Uh, if those Miami guys are going to go overlooked because of Teddy Bridgewater, I'm definitely going to have interest in them. Moving down the list, Keenan Allen's interesting. He continues to just get absolutely peppered with targets. 14, 9, 14, and 14 over his last four. And the Rams defenses, yes, they were good last week against Denver, but that's Denver. Uh, prior to that, you know, they've just been getting shredded by everybody. Uh, Keenan Allen's going to play the slot, so he stays away from Jalen Ramsey, who hasn't even been good this year. So I don't It's not even really a talking point. But um, yeah, so Keenan Allen's definitely in play. Same with Mike Williams. I think he's in play. So even though we don't have interest in Justin Herbert, uh, the Chargers receivers are, are are still in play. And because this is week 17, I think we see guys that are in, you know, on teams that are that have locked up playoffs, playoff spots. I think they would sit next week. I think this week is more of a full go because you don't you don't want to take too much time off. Right. You you still need to be in, in in sync with with everything that's going. And it seems like, you know, the teams that do well in the playoffs every year just continue to ride the hot hand from the regular season into the playoffs. And it seems like the teams that, you know, either rest their starters or have a buy uh, tend tend to struggle right out of the gate in the playoffs. So I would I would be shocked if if the Chargers just sat their guys like in the second half or something. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried about that. You mentioned Tom Brady. I think, you know, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin are definitely in play. Uh, like I said, Chris Olave is interesting if you're playing Philly guys. I already mentioned the the Washington guys, um, Samuel and Dotson. I really like them for value. Uh, the Packers guys, I really like them for value. Lazard and, and Dobbs and even Randall Cobb if you're playing Aaron Rodgers. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones at 4.7K is definitely in play. Um, I, I know you'll probably mention Drake London. I just haven't played wide receivers against Arizona all year because they've only allowed one hundred yard receiver. But I mean, four point nine K, I guess he doesn't even really have to go for hundred yards. I mean, he had seven for ninety six and no touchdown last week, sixteen points. I mean, I think that would be fine at on this slate at, at four point nine K. Then if he gets you in the end zone, you're looking at over twenty. So I think London's fine. He's not a guy that I'm just I, I don't think he's egregiously priced for his matchup. Uh, I think 4.9 is definitely fair. Um, I'm not sure there's any really, really cheap guys that I want to play this week. Yeah, I think, honestly, like the the Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Realm, Romeo Dobbs, Peoples-Jones, like I think that's the cheapest that I'll probably end up going. I'm not sure if you have any any bottom-of-the-barrel guys, but you can run through your list as well. Oh, I agree with a lot of the players you already mentioned. Uh, no reason for me to double down on that, but I'm on Ross St. Brown, Tyree Kill. I, I 100% agree. Everybody's got to overlook Tyree Kill because of it's t- Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't think it's that huge of a downgrade from Teddy Bridgewater to Tua. And we've already seen it. You know, he gets peppered with targets still. But So I agree 100% with that. Um, Keenan Allen, 100%. Like, the dude has just been the safety valve for uh, – for uh, Justin Herbert over his last four games, 14, 14, 9, and 14 targets for Keenan Allen. It's just ridiculous. Uh, so he's 100%. Chris Godwin, love him. He continues to kind of be the same thing for Tom Brady. 13, 13, 9, 8, and 10 targets for him. So, you know, we're just trying to follow the targets. And, you know, uh, Mike Evans, like maybe he finally has a game. He also feels very chasey. He just hasn't done a whole lot this year. And it's mainly because he's not scoring touchdowns. Like, it's weird. He only has three touchdowns on the year. This is a guy that's usually a lock for eight to 10 to 12 touchdowns every single year, and he just hasn't done it. 
Um, really, at, at sixty five hundred dollars, you want to take a shot on him? I don't hate it, but I, I. So once you get down here, like I already said, if Christian Watson were to miss, I'm going to like Alan Lazard. We saw him with eleven targets last week. I think a lot of that had to do with with Christian Watson going out. I think Alan Lazard at fifty four hundred dollars is exactly somebody that I would look to target. Zay Jones at 5K, we know how good he's been. He is pretty much getting the same exact opportunity as Christian Kirk is uh, for the most part over the last month, month and a half of the season. Like target share, routes run, like it's almost identical between the two of them. He's just a lot cheaper. He's only 5K. And so I think you could look there. Uh, Darius Slayton at $4,900. I think you could look at him. John Dotson, 100%. But I also think Jahan Dotson is going to be like 20, 25% owned. Everybody's going to play Jahan Dotson this week. Dude, just play Curtis Samuel as a pivot. I'm telling yeah. you. There's Dude. been this. Carson Wentz been, loves Curtis Samuel. Yeah. And, but there's, a, you know, the how well Jahan Dotson has played over, or, you know, over recently. And John Dotson's a baller. Like, I think no, he's, he's a good. very yeah. good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And like, I agree. Like, he ends up, he looks like a steal for the, for the commanders, you know, getting him. Yeah, obviously he was still a first round pick, but a lot of people like dunked on the commanders for them taking him there and everything else. And he looks like he's a very good wide receiver, but he's also going to be really chalky at $4,600. And so I don't think you have to do it. I don't think you have to go there. I think there's uh, other, other options like Romeo Dobbs could be a better spot to get to uh, within this, you know, hundred dollars more. And uh, DJ Chark, who's $4,300 is in a great spot. Richie James, uh, you know, sees a lot of targets, 12 targets last week for him. Um, you know, uh, against Minnesota, but uh, Richie James, I think, you know, in the slot could be a spot you can look at. Uh, if you want to pay down, I still think that, you know, I, I don't like love it, but like Hunter Renfro, if you wanted to at 4K, if you do look, I mean, the, the 49ers actually give up the fifth most DK points to wide receivers on the year. Just Jared Stidham's throwing him the fucking ball. So, yeah, uh, I probably won't get there, but he's still 4K. It's, it's super, you know, cheap for him. But if you're wanting to pay down, I think the options are. I think this is what we're looking at. McCole Hardman is supposed to be back this week. He's expected to return. He's practiced. Um, though he he wasn't spotted at practice today, but all all reports is that he's they, they said that he was supposed to return this week. Um, he has been designated to return. They, they have to make a decision on him here soon. And so I do expect him to return. You could go with him. He's only $3,600. I think Terrace Marshall is also uh, in play as well. They pretty much smashed the the Lions last week. They didn't have to throw the ball. I don't expect that same type of um, situation here. We just talked about you know the Bucks and where they've like, been in the last four games. They have really struggled against posing wide receivers. So Terrace Marshall, I think at at his price tag of thirty six hundred dollars, um, you know he is kind of the deep threat here in this offense. Uh, only saw three targets, but he did have fifty five yards last week. He's kind of almost got there, you know, in the last couple of games, uh, 8.1, uh, two weeks before that, just because he's seeing uh, the the deep balls here in that offense. So I think if you wanted to, you could look at Terrace Marshall uh, at his price tag. And then Elijah Moore at $3,500 is 100% in play with Mike White back. Um, you know, with, with with he was starting to kind of really take off and then Zach fucking Wilson started to come back and, you know, and, and fucked all this up. But Elijah Moore at $3,500 is a player who could see 8 to 10 targets here in this game uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. So I do like Elijah Moore at $3,500. He is 100% in play for me. And then, you know, other than that, like in in terms of paying down, it's probably about as low as I would look to go. Uh, Those would be the the options I would look at. And then, like I said, 
The other option, the guys you already talked about, I'm pretty much on board with. Oh, and DJ Moore. I don't know if we mentioned him, but he is 100% in play too with uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, since Sam Darnold's taken over, he's kind of uh, you know got back going again. Scored 20.1 DK points last week, 18.3 the week before that. Uh, and he's still relatively cheap at $5,700. So uh, again, if you're wanting to stack, that, like I already talked about, that the Bucks game or even a mini stack, DJ Moore at $5,700. I really like that spot for him as well. Yeah, I don't hate the DJ Moore call. He would uh, he would definitely be my Carolina run back if I was playing like a Brady or Evans team. Um, yeah, he's definitely interesting this week too. Yeah, so I think for me that that's kind of the wide receivers that I'm definitely looking at getting to this week. Um, a lot of just game stack and then trying to you know some one off pieces here that we can look at. It's just you know like we already talked about with a lot of these other guys and you know like even Adam Thielen I think could be in play you know at a game stack environment you know he's gonna see anywhere from five to eight targets in a game you know he, he could find the end zone it's just uh he and he's only fifty two hundred dollars so like because i think tj hawkinson is going to be uh relatively chalky this week especially coming off a, a huge game and people uh so if people wanted to get a little bit different i think adam Thielen could be the guy you could look at at fifty two hundred dollars against green bay uh he's probably he's, no he's not going to see jair alexander either and so adam Thielen. I think is as you could look at that as well, you know, in, in terms of a game stack or something like that. So um, if there's anybody else, we can jump over to tight end. No, I'm good. All right. So tight end, we are, I just kind of talked about one of them, but Travis Kelsey, $8,100. George Kittle has finally come to life uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, another big game last week, 33 DK points last week, 25 the week before that, but he is $5,900. TJ Hawkinson's $5,400 coming off of, that monster 16 target game where he's uh, scored 38 uh, last week. And then Dallas Goddard's 47, Tyler Higby's 46, Cole Komet's 45, Evan Ingram's 44, Darren Waller's 43, Gerald Everett, $4,200. David Njoku is 41, Dulcich is 4K. So where are we going at? What are you doing at tight end this week? I really like, I think Komet's really interesting. Uh, I know he's 4,500, so he's priced up a little bit, but he continues to be the main guy uh, for Fields. And with all the the wide receiver injuries they've had, um, I think if Fields is going to hit his ceiling um, or if the Bears are going to keep pace through the air, I think Komet's a big reason why. Uh, Six, five, seven, six targets over the last four. um, Just hasn't gotten into the end zone, which when he he went on that run those three weeks where he put up, um, you know, nine, 22 and 23, he scored five touchdowns in three games. So he, the touchdown equity can be there. He just hasn't scored a touchdown in like six weeks. So, um, I think he's due for a touchdown. It's a good spot, uh, against Detroit where touched where tight ends have had success. Um, if you're playing Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram is, is a guy that I will always attach to Trevor Lawrence just because he, his, his target ceiling is, can be through the roof in games that they throw a lot. Uh, we've seen him with, you know, target counts of 8, 10, 15 against Tennessee and seven over the last four. So he's he's another guy that has been heavily involved for their offense. Um, outside of that, I mean, I've I've played Mahomes and Kelsey a couple times this year together. And it's like the more I think about it. They could they cost so much when you play them together and even Kelsey by himself, like 8K for a tight end. And, like, if he gets you 28, I mean, yes, he's definitely the highest-scoring tight end on the slate. But, I mean, there's going to be weeks where, like, Hawkinson last week, 
uh, or Hawkinson against Indy, Indianapolis, or whatever, whatever it was where he he broke the slate. I can't remember. Um, I think it was last week. Um, and Kelsey got like twenty on the dot, and it's like your Kelsey teams don't even sniff the Hawkinson teams because he costs so much less, and he he outscored him. So if you can, you know, get a cheaper tight end that can come remotely close to twenty points, I just think that's such a such a better use of salary than hoping Travis Kelsey gets you twenty eight points at 8k i mean 8k doesn't even like 28 points at 8k is just doesn't even really do much for me and when you pair them with my homes too i mean that's almost half your salary that you're freaking using uh it's a sick oh it's almost 17k of salary so it's pretty much a third of your salary that you're using on two players and one of them's a tight end i just really struggle paying that price uh for kelsey these days so i think i'm gonna while it is a good matchup against denver because you can't attack denver with tight ends um I just think I'm going to end up paying down. Um, and I really like Kittle anytime that Debo Samuel is out. But like we mentioned, how does how does the, the Raiders keep pace in this game to the point where Purdy has to keep throwing the ball? And the San Francisco should just be able to run run all over them. So like I just don't know what kind of volume Kittle is going to see. And sure, he can be a reason that they, they crush early. Because, um, like, last week they won 37 to 20 at eight targets, caught six for 120 and two scores. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. But I, it's almost 6K. I mean, he, he pretty much – you're starting to get into the range where he has to go for almost 100 yards or catch two touchdowns. So, I'm probably out on Kittle, and I'm probably going to play one of the cheaper, you know, 4K tight ends. And then mixing down a little bit less. Uh, I think at some point Trey McBride can can end up exploding, and this is a good spot for him. 3.3 K in that Arizona Atlanta game uh, in the dome um, with Colt McCoy, who should be back this week. who's a much better quarterback option for them um, and for Trey McBride. So I think he's interesting. He won the the tight end award in college last year, had over 1100 receiving yards. So he's definitely a really good pass catcher. Uh, he just hasn't seen the the volume yet for it, but I think he, he could definitely end up, paying off that 3.3 K salary. I mean, Jawan Johnson just caught two touchdowns against Atlanta uh, recently. So, so for me, uh, one you didn't mention was Tyler Conklin. He's $2,900. Yep. He, he is. Uh, this is a great match. Obviously Seattle is terrible against tight ends. They allow the second most DK points and it's just barely right behind Arizona. So it is a great spot for him. He's actually, he's still playing a lot of snaps for roughly around 70% of the snaps for the most part on the year. Uh, he's still running a lot of routes. Last week, he ran 25 routes. Last week, four tar- targeted four dime against Jacksonville. So uh, he's actually sixth among all tight ends this year in routes run. So uh, I, I I think Conklin, especially a $2,900 short player who is eight, you know has 77 targets this year, is averaging uh, roughly five targets per game uh, at $2,900 in a smash spot. Like it just it's I'm going to play a lot of Tyler Conklin, especially at his price, and so. I like him as, as definitely a different option. I think you also, uh, Greg Dulcich, if he's able to play, uh, though he did not practice today, so we'll have to monitor that. But if he did play at 4K and, you know, in this game against the Chiefs, I would have interest there. Um, but other than that, you know, the, the guys you mentioned are the guys that I, that I definitely would have interest in as well. I mean, how many um, um, how many snaps has Uzuma been playing for New York? Because uh, I, I remember there was a game recently where he stole – he had like a solid game and stole a touchdown or something. And I wasn't on Conklin, but I just remember seeing Uzuma score and was like, why isn't Conklin the one that's scoring the touchdown? 
but I never, I haven't looked into the the snap share on them. But I, I do think I do agree the Jets, especially with Mike White back at QB. So he plays a lot of he plays a decent amount of snaps. Um, just over okay. the last four games, 44, 42, 54, and forty five. Uh-huh. But he's not running any routes. Okay, uh, so he's he's been mainly blocking. Yes. So he's probably getting like what one to two targets a game. He's basically running about ten routes per game. And what's Conklin been running? Probably like twenty to twenty five. Uh, let's see. Uh, last four weeks he ran thirty six routes, forty routes. Jesus. Okay. Seventeen and twenty five. And then the, the you know one of those games was the um, where they got absolutely. Yeah, because Seattle they they really really limit wide receiver production. I mean, we've seen it all year. I don't even I don't even know that they've allowed a single hundred yard receiver yet. They funnel everything to running backs and tight ends. So yeah, I mean Conklin at twenty nine hundred makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so I do I like him quite a bit, and he's just he's just incredibly cheap, and I think he's kind of opens things up a little bit. So yeah, definitely like that. So I think, like I said, uh, I'm not really gonna you know. Uh, the other tight ends, I think, um, that you've already discussed, you know, that you already mentioned are the guys. I, I like those guys too. So, um, if you got anybody else, we can jump over to the defense. No, yeah, I'm good to hop. All right. So, uh, what cheap defense are we playing this week? I like the Packers at 2300 at home against primetime Kirk Cousins. It's, I know it's not primetime, primetime, but 430 uh, is definitely game of the week status to where Kirk Cousins is on the road in, in Lambeau. Uh, he can definitely shit his pants a little bit there. I think um, I definitely like them. And then um, we mentioned that we like Tyreek in them, but New England at home, twenty six hundred against Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I'm definitely in for that as well. I also think uh, the Panthers are a little bit in play too. With as much as mm-hmm. Tom Brady has been turning the football over lately, for sure, uh, he's only twenty four hundred dollars. They have a solid defense. Yeah, defense has been solid this year. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I don't mind the Panthers at twenty four hundred dollars if you if you wanted to do that. And then you know somebody like the Falcons, I think they're cheap enough at twenty seven hundred dollars. The Jets at twenty eight hundred dollars for sure. Uh, Gino Smith does not look as good as he did early in the year, especially as of recently. So Jets uh, at twenty eight hundred dollars, I think, is also a spot yep. we can look to get to too. Yeah, there's some solid home home team defenses this week that are cheap. So I would definitely side with a home defense this week. You know who's going to be chalky though? You know who's going to be the chalk? Who? The one that I don't get. The 49ers are $2,900. Oh, God. I didn't even realize they were that cheap. They're the best defense in the league. Why? Yeah. Even if, even if Derek Carr was playing, why are they $2,900? I honestly didn't even scroll up because I stopped it. I saw the Packers 23 and Patriots 26. I was like, okay, well, I don't need to scroll up any higher than this. Jeez, the Eagles yeah. are 4K. The Giants are 3900 The Chiefs are $3,800. The Why Chargers are, they... are 37 The Jaguars are 36 Like, I don't even, like, some of okay. these I don't even quite get. Like, the like the Browns are $3,400. The Colts are $3,300. All these teams are more expensive than the, the 49ers, who are $2,900. Yeah, I think I'm just going to play the 49ers, to be honest. The Jarrett fucking Stidham at quarterback. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm playing the 49ers. I did, honestly didn't even see their price. Just wild. Like, what are we doing, DK? How, yeah, how did you get there? That's egregious. Sometimes you just you just play the plays, and that's that's the play there. It's not even like, like I could see if it was like the Bengals or the Bills or the Chiefs, like like one of like the elite, truly elite offenses. Like, okay, maybe it makes a little more sense to price them down. Yeah. 
because of that. But they're playing the goddamn Raiders. <laughs> yeah, you know? Derek Carr, right? Like, Which I, ends up not being Derek Carr. Yeah, and so yeah, forty nine ers, twenty nine hundred dollars. Let's let's just lock that in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sold. No, no, we don't need to do it. We don't need to cover any more defense. All right. Well, actually, so this is the time we go ahead and build a lineup. And I just already locked in the 49ers <laughs> to this lineup at $2,900. So uh, we build a lineup every single week. Uh, and so, Maddie, we already got the 49ers in. So where are we going next? Well, we, we, we covered the, the very bottom of the lineup. Let's cover the very top of the lineup. Let's go with Justin Fields. Let's see what kind of Fields team we can build. All right. Well, I'm going to go Amon Ross St. Brown. All right. Let's go commit. Do I want to get one more lion? And put in Chark. Hold on. What's he, 43? Yep. Okay. Actually, I'm going to go with my guy. I'm going to go with Tyler Algier at $5,300. All right. That leaves $5,400 remaining for a running back, two wide receivers, and a flex. Let's go with Swift. 5300 That is so cheap for DeAndre Swift. Jesus Christ. I will I will mention, so at first I was going to like Jamal Williams a lot more, but he's not. He's practiced. Like, he's not missed any time. And he's not even listed on the Week 17 injury report. So, like, Jamal Williams is 100% playing. I know, but Swift has actually been getting more of the red zone touches recently. He just hasn't done anything with them yet. I know, but he's so damn risky in my mind. <laughs> like he is, definitely. But that's why he's priced at five point three. No, that's true. Let's you know. So then I'm gonna do something else. I'm at the flex because I kind of want to mini this game, and I'm gonna go Dalvin Cook. All right, let's try to fit Lazard then. Should be able to. We still have forty six five. Lazard. If not, then we can do. Uh, let's let's do Dobbs. Then we can play one of those four K four K receivers. Yeah, let's just do Dobbs. Is Julio Jones gonna play? He's back at a limited practice. Then again, he played last week and he still only saw one target. Because I was going to say Russell Gage would be a good play, too. He was, And he was targeted another six times last week. So I was going to say we could stick stay with Lazard if I could. If we could or we could go. Play Ray Cobb. You could do that. Or we could go with <clears throat> Elijah Moore at $3,500. Mm, I just don't like receivers against Seattle. Let's see what different we could get to with Dobbs. With Dobbs, you can play like Curtis Samuel. Or Dotson or Chark. 47, so at least 46. Yeah. Of course, we're sitting there right on John Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> you can pivot to Curtis Samuel. He's 44. He had he had uh weeks one and two with Wentz. Weeks one, two, and three, eleven, nine, and ten targets. He scored 20, 23, and 13 DK points those weeks. I don't know what week Wentz got benched, but or hurt, whichever it was. But all of all of Curtis Samuel's targets came earlier in the year. And then Heineke switched over to Terry McLaurin. Yeah, you know what? I'll go Curtis Samuel. I'm fine with that. Leverage off of extremely chalky Jahan Dawson. Yeah. In that same range. Okay. 
I like that. So we have Justin Fields, Tyler Algier, De- DeAndre Swift, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Romeo Dobbs, Curtis Samuel, Cole Komet, Dalvin Cook, and 49ers D. $200 remaining. If you wanted to do something a little bit different, I think you could switch out of Swift. You could actually go to DJ Chark, and they would give you up to about $5,600, $5, somewhere right around there, where you then you could go like a Litter Fournette option would be available to you or – uh, you know, one of the Jets running backs or something like that, or Brian Robinson, something else we talked about is two to 5,200. Yep. So there's other options here. If you want to get a little For bit sure. different with this build and, and make it a little bit different. So, but I do like this team overall. I think it's a really solid spot for kind of uh, targeting the two favorite games. But we got different with going fields instead of Jared Goff here, uh, you know, running it with Cole Komet. So um, I do like that. And then the mini with the uh, Minnesota and Green Bay game. So uh, I think there's a lot of, upside here with this lineup so we're going to lock this one in so i got this locked in week 17 is now in the books and you know week 18 is the worst week of the year uh to play yeah (laughs) because there's so much so much shit that happens so many different teams that are sitting players or, or, or how you know or a team may only play players for the first half the first quarter and the players that are playing end up being bad players Yeah, so it's a lot of information watching. It's a lot of just playing the games that matter and the games that like actually mean something for teams and just avoiding everything else. But you know what? Then right after that, we get the greatest stretch uh, and we get fantasy or NFL playoff uh, DFS, which I absolutely love. And I think we've done really well the last two or three years with the NFL playoffs uh, DFS. So I am looking forward to that because this – the slate of games looks like it could be pretty, uh, pretty nice. I just hope because I remember talking about it. Cause I remember now that they're playing a Monday night game. Uh, they've added the Monday night game into this. And so I, I could see DK just like neutering the wild card slate. I hope they don't, but, uh, cause you know, we were worried about that before. Were they going to make it to where it's like, you know, Saturday only Sunday only where the main slates for it. And then, you know, Monday would be showed up. I hope they don't do that. I hope they make it Saturday, yeah. Sunday, main slate and then you can have your saturday only slate your sunday only slate but they better make because it 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 really waters it down because it only gives you like three games per and it's just so much better you get all that late swap or that you know the swap over the next day you know trying to make changes and stuff like that you know so i think there's a lot more strategy to it whenever it's saturday and sunday versus just the one day yeah i agree i agree so anyways i appreciate everybody rocking with us all year it's been a lot of fun um Good luck in you know, championship week. Yeah, if, you, if people are playing their fantasy football championships in their home leagues, hope everybody wins there. Let's win some money this weekend. I think it's a pretty interesting slate to attack. Um, just getting a little bit different, you know, getting a little bit leverage, you know, different places. So I, I do like all that. So um, keep it locked in here. We will be back again next week for week 18. Uh, the, the goodness that it will be. Uh, hopefully um, there's not a ton of just, you know, players missing but we'll see what happens uh you know we'll be back with all that news and everything else keep it locked in here we're not going anywhere we'll be up we'll be here all the way through the super bowl so uh have hope everybody has a good weekend hope it was a safe weekend i forgot this is new year's eve weekend so you know if you're gonna go out and you're gonna tie one on you're gonna get fucked up you know hey you know do your thing boo boo but uh just take an uber or something like that or stay spend the night somewhere let's not drink and drive or do anything like that what to hear from everybody from there so anyways have a good weekend let's win some money We'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. You can tell me what to do. You know who you're talking to. Well, you better get used to the way the war battle.
you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.